movies in 4K. Welcome to episode number 27. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. And guess what, Phantom? What? Time for another guest. Yay! Our first woman guest on Finally. the show. Finally. Yes, we need a lot more covering movies and stuff, don't we? Yes. I mean, I'm worth many. But yes, that is true. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, we need more women in this stuff. Yeah, so I'm ready to get her in. I've known her for over nine years, so let's get her announced. <laughs> She started her podcasting career back in 2011 on Planet Macabre. Then she moved on to Horror Jungle. And finally, her mainstay was on Terror Troop. She is Bloody Lizzie. Welcome to the show. Hello. It is so good to be back. I am so happy that you decided to come on. Now, we oh. do have a little caveat. She's not into mm-hmm. 4K yet. But um, I had to ask her on to review a movie. So mm-hmm. it's been a long time since we've actually spoke, Liz. Yeah. Four years, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and that we were pondering. We think it was on an episode of Horror on the Go. I specifically don't remember, but Phantom does. I'm yeah, I, I yeah, I remember. Or yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> well, think especially so. if you had to edit it. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah, she was a guest. but then again some people might know but i I don't know i don't remember but the point is that yeah i i know i've talked to her before and it was not planned in because that was like the episode i was not in or one of the episodes i was not in yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so if you don't know out there and if you haven't been listening to me for a while then bloody lizzie was my nemesis we never agreed on movies (laughs) Except for one time, I remember that Terror Troop had sort of a poll and they all recommended a classic movie. And I was with Liz because she picked Jaws. Yes. I'll never forget that episode. (laughs) Boss picked uh, one of the Rob Zombie films and I forget what Hellhunter picked. Do you remember Liz by any chance? Oh, my gosh. Hellhunter. I think it was a Japanese horror. Was it Audition? Yeah, it could have been. But I had to go with Jaws. That's in my top 10 horror movies of all time, which is surprising. Mm -hmm. And what's funny here is since Liz isn't in 4K, we had to provide her with a list Mm because guests always get to pick their movie. So we provided five horror movies that we have on 4K so -hmm. she could pick one to review And, of course, she picks The Thriller, which was her mainstay all during Mm -hmm. her career. She even had a segment all doing Thriller movies. She is a David Lynch fan. I've heard that. (laughs) Yes, indeed. So I got a couple questions for you, Liz, before we get going here. Mm -hmm. Is there any chance down the road of a terror troop revival because it's been three years now sitting dormant oh goodness um whenever i do get a hold of uh boss because he's so busy with work he's a bit of a workaholic um 
he's always like throwing around ideas. It's like, oh man, what if we just did this little segment here and don't even edit it and just throw it up there yes, to see what happens. Yes, because you still have all your <laughs> links and subscriptions active. I can't we, wait. And we still get a fair amount of downloads. Even though we've been dormant, we still get like over a hundred uh, some downloads every month. That's awesome because it's they're timeless crazy. movie reviews. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, you guys had a unique chemistry, and you told me off air here that you're still in contact with all your co-hosts. Oh, yeah. Like, we uh, keep in touch with Willis, mostly on Instagram and Twitter now. And then uh, Hellhunter's been really busy, but we still keep in touch with Dan. Yeah, Dan. Yeah. Everybody else, yeah. So, we just kind of switch platforms, and we chit-chat on DMs there. So... You got to get with boss and just record little snippets every here and there and put it together. I'd love to hear you guys yeah. together again. Just for funsies. That's it. Yeah, mostly it was the editing that killed us. So Yeah, it's time consuming for sure. Mm -hmm. No doubt. So my next question is, are you still creating art? Lizzie oh. is a fantastic artist. She created oh. a lot of the podcast artwork during the years. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yep. Tons and tons and tons. I have new pieces up on my website all the time. And currently right now I'm uh, creating some pieces for a art competition that uh, one of my dads sent me uh, for a video game kind of thing. And you could win some pretty sweet prizes, like a whole brand new computer. Really? Uh, wow. You know, SSDs, all kinds of things, because they were sponsored by like Livono and Seagate and um, all these other cool places. Cool. So I'm Are actually you on Etsy? No, I'm not on Etsy. Etsy switched over from uh, doing like a PayPal based thing to having their own money system thing. And it's just yeah <laughs> oh really didn't know yep. that at all yeah so but, where uh, can people find you now where can they go to get your stuff Liz? oh yeah you could actually there's a physical store in fort collins colorado called gorehounds playground it's right on drake road next to uh griffin's comics and he actually has physical prints of my pieces there in the shop awesome yeah. Well, how's that work? You on consignment or something like that? Oh, yeah. I get like a little revenue from every piece he sells. Um, unfortunately, due to COVID, uh, you know, it's been kind of low lately. But uh, the owner, Jeff Arbutt, he's just the coolest guy ever. Huge, huge horror fan, Bill. You would love him. Oh, you guys wow. could chat for hours and hours. They even show movies in the back room. <laughs> oh, that is cool. <laughs> and I don't know if you... Is horror. If you don't know this, Liz, this Ooh. lady sat next to me, the Phantom's also an artist herself. <laughs> She's oh, never sold anything, but she oh. underestimates it. She don't like to talk about it, but she is a great artist, I think. Oh, I would love to see some of your work. The thing, Liz, is, mm. Colin, mm. I am really good at copying stuff. Mm-hmm. I like to do portraits here and there sometimes or, you know, stuff like mm -hmm. that. But like actually creating something new is where I have trouble with. It's mm -hmm. like with music. He says that I'm a, that I'm a great musician, but no, no. Mm -hmm. I can like many times like listen to a song and then from there go to the guitar and try to reproduce it. But mm -hmm. I don't make music. You see, like oh. I see that difference. 
No, but you can, I mean, most people can't even draw. I can't even draw a dog or something. (laughs) I mean, dogs are hard. She is amazing. And to let you know, I got almost 40 tattoos now, Liz, and I didn't have (gasps) any before. And it's all from the Phantom. Yeah. So that's the biggest honor ever. I've had three people tattoo my pieces on them, including myself. And it's like the biggest honor of having someone have something that you made on their body forever. Yeah, that is awesome, Liz. So where can people see some of your samples on a website? Oh, yeah. My website is Eliza, E-L-I-Z-A dot Gera, G-E-R-A dot com. And my portfolio is right there. You can see what I've been up to. And I'm also on Twitter and Instagram by the same name. I'm Eliza.Gera everywhere online. How about Letterbox by any chance? That, no, I haven't dipped my toes into yet. Okay. How many movies do you watch currently now a week, would you say, Liz? Oh, gosh, a week? Um, It's kind of tough with work and everything and then coming home and we have to, like, semi-homeschool the kid because, you know, heaven forbid the school district do that. Um, (laughs) um, So maybe one a week if I'm lucky. Oh, do you miss it? Because you used to watch a lot of movies for Terror Troop. Oh, yeah, I do. I do. I have a whole backlog. Like, I still buy movies like I did on Terror Troop. So I still have a whole stack of brand new horror movies. I've never even opened other packaging yet. Just sitting there waiting for me to watch them someday. (laughs) All right. You ready to get to this show, Liz? I'm so excited. All right. Let's do this. What Liz chose was hereditary. It's listed in four genres, drama, horror, mystery, thriller. I'm the first to say I want to drop mystery. Are you guys cool with that? No. There is a mystery. You would call this a mystery movie? Mm, Well, not mystery in the sense that you think when you think mystery. Okay. But there is a mystery. Is anybody going to search for this movie in the mystery category? No, they're not. So you agree, Liz? Well, there is a mystery involved, but it's no Sherlock Holmes, I'll tell you that. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So we're all definitely clear with drama, horror, thriller. Yes. Yes. So mystery, let's just ax it there. Okay. Okay. Who directed this, Lady Phantom? Ari Aster. The Midsummer guy. (laughs) Wow. The hereditary guy director, Midsummer. excuse me. He has a different appeal to him. Who stars in this film? Well, we have Tony Collette, Mila Shapiro, Gabriel Byrne, and Alex Wolf. And I can't wait for this fun time because it's about seven words. What is that synopsis on IMDb? A grieving family is haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences. <laughs> what is this? The haunting of Hill House or something? <laughs> God, what, what a terrible description. Yes. Yeah, so what are you going to add to that, Liz? I want you to start. What is the overall appeal of this? What's a synopsis, a good synopsis for this? Ooh, a good synopsis without giving it away. Yes, and we don't Uh, give anything away on movies in 4K. No spoilers. A 
Small family disrupted by the grandmother's death becomes pawns in a larger game. <laughs> okay. There you go. I like it. Yes. Without giving anything away. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. This movie opens up, like Liz says, with the grandmother dying. Yeah, her obituary. Yes. It's actually Tony Collette's mother. And you can tell right away after this funeral scene here that this is a dysfunctional family. Like, they're not cohesive. Did you feel that, Phantom? I felt that... The mother had metal was n- well. No, <laughs> no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that it's the the mother that feels not cohesive with the rest of the family. Yeah, that's well. The daughter's a little on her own. Well, too. she's a little off. She's like, yeah, she's not all there somehow. Off is putting it lightly. <laughs> uh-huh, yes, exactly. But yeah, it's the mother that is like she she has to issues and like she feels separated from their family somehow although she i mean you can tell that she's making an effort to be a part of the situation but it's not easy for her right and this does play into this movie in a way is she is a miniatures designer oh yeah and And i love that this has to go with cinematography too and story and stuff but she creates miniatures i don't know they didn't say in the film if she actually sells them that's what she does as a job well she works for a gallery oh she definitely does several times yeah talking about oh your newest pieces and everything there was going to be an opening before a crud hit a telephone pole okay and what does the husband do he's a doctor Oh, okay. (laughs) Because they only show him (laughs) once sitting in an office. Well, if you say so, I believe you because, yeah, like I never really got that from anywhere. Yeah. Awesome, Liz. Paying attention in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I saw this in theater with Boss and I've rewatched it several times. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I've seen Mm -hmm. it three times and you Mm -hmm. two, Phantom. So you've seen it three, four times. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There is one thing I picked up this time I never seen before, but I'm not going to say it yet. So you follow the family here, and this is a dark movie, I want to say. This is an upsetting movie, a disturbing movie. There's yes. no lightheartedness anywhere. It's all about grief. And we get to a time when one of the family members has an accident, and this changes the dynamic more sinister (laughs) i'm walking a tightrope here i know (laughs) but wouldn't you say that i mean i described it pretty well without spoiling the main thing that happens to one of the members yeah oh yeah it changes Mm -hmm. the the dynamics completely and there are things that surface yes and there's hallucinations going on here yes supernatural type stuff paranormal stuff you don't know if people are actually seeing other people that are really there or they're not there Mm -hmm. and this goes along throughout the whole movie yeah um what can you describe liz without you know completely destroying this movie by spoiling it what can you talk about here you know that fascinated you oh um the family dynamics and how just 
sitting in normal conversations, like, you know, when you're watching like a B movie and they try to write regular human dialogue and make it seem relatable and real, Mm -hmm. doesn't come off at all like that. But with these guys, you feel like they're a family and just the dynamics and how they play off of each other and how they talk to each other. It's totally like a semi-regular family without the messed up stuff. Yes, that is true. It's very realistic. I will give it that. Absolutely. And, and it's so dramatic and it hurts at times because you see the struggles. Most of the time. <laughs> well, Most of the time, yes. character in this family is going through major turmoil in one way or the other. Yes. So it's so depressing. I, I don't know if I would call it depressing. It's just very raw. Like I, this movie, I don't think, at least to me, it's not depressing. Like Requiem for a Dream, that's depressing. Train spotting, that's depressing. This is not. This is disturbing no, in a good way. No, because each character you see their arc going through struggles, mental struggles, most of the time. Yeah, but it's, I don't find it depressing. That's my point. Oh, I do. I don't know how you couldn't. And I got to say right up front before I forget, what is the son's name in this? The real name of the guy? Peter Alex Wolf. Alex, mm-hmm. this kid made this movie to me because oh, he's I phenomenal. Yeah, everybody yes. gives Tony Collette all the credit what she had to do, but Deservedly. this kid, no, I think this kid was better personally. He mm-hmm. emoted so much fear and disturbia that mm-hmm. I bought, and it blew me away how good he is. Oh, he is. Oh, definitely. Yeah, what? I mean the classroom scene with oh, the God. God, that alone. He's incredible as an actor. The dream sequence, which I I do want to say, it's not a spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) There's a scene when you find out Toni Collette's dreaming, Mm -hmm. but she goes into the bedroom and standing over him, and they're both sweating profusely. And Mm -hmm. she's like, I didn't really want you, and talking really bad stuff. I do want to talk about that scene. I mean, the way, I mean, this woman. I think Bill here is underplaying her. I honestly think Tony Collette is one of the finest actresses around at this time. And the way she acted in that scene, well, in, in all this movie, but I would say like highlights of this movie, maybe three or four scenes. But this scene, like when she says, I never wanted to have you. And the way she reacts, like she covers her mouth immediately. It's like it it, it just spilled out of her. And it was, oh my God, I, like I had chills with but that. But see, I thought he was the star in there because he's like, but mom, why? Like how he's acting so real. She seemed a little staged to me. Yes, there. no, they were playing off each other. I as agree. Actors and there. she's great in this. I'm not denying she is really good in this movie i found her in some of the scenes just overacting that's all but the kid made it to me i thought every time he was on the screen i bought every emotion and his facial reaction and everything felt so real and raw to me now gabriel byrne the father i didn't really like him in this how about you liz liked him because he was the distant father who's supposedly you know the stable one the one that has the glue that has to keep the family together he has a tough hard job where he has to look at 
facts and science as a doctor. And then his wife is just losing it and everyone's just losing it around him. So he's distancing himself. So I think I understand him completely, especially near the end there with that final like fight that he has with Mm -hmm. Annie Mm -hmm. over this book um, and the fireplace is all I'm going to say with that. Uh, is finally him also unraveling. His is just slower because he's supposed to be the stoic dad, the glue, and then finally get to see him also fall apart in the end. Yes, maybe I worded it wrong to you. As I mm-hmm. felt he was underutilized as an actor. Oh, I think definitely. he's a great actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, there was That's one fine. scene that, where, that, that I really liked him. I think it was one scene where she was going pretty much berserk at a uh, dinner table. The, Ooh, and yeah. Gabriel Burns' face, like mm. it was hurting him. Every word she uttered hurt him, but he found himself unable to say anything about it at the moment because he couldn't. I mean, he really couldn't. And there was no stopping her <laughs> right, right there because she was about ready to kill someone. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I agree that he was underutilized. Absolutely. But what he did, he did well. I think I worded it wrong. He was good in the role, but I wanted to see more from him, basically. Yes. Like, he yes. was downplayed. He was probably the least played in this of the four. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, there is something that comes into play here, and I'm going to mimic it. Try it. It's not so <laughs> hard. It's Or it's almost like louder. you're like chewing on your lip. It's a... This signifies something, and I'm a little lost with that, and we can discuss that off air about that certain circumstance, but that does play into it. How did you like the ending, Liz? And this is my main thought, so I'm going to let you start with it. Oh, goodness. I, I think the ending, It. I mean, if you're paying attention to all the background stuff and all the little hints they give you, it all kind of like with Midsommar, you get to see it in the background the whole time and you finally see it at the end with everything that happened. Like there's an image that you see in the background through things and you get to see it happening. Yes, there's a symbol throughout (laughs) this and it is more prevalent the more times Mm -hmm. you watch it. Like I don't know if you'd pick up all the spots the first time, but when you rewatch it, you do see it on a lot of different items. Yeah, it's definitely one that you have to rewatch over and over again. But I think the whole movie was leading up to that end scene. And I thought it wrapped up really well. Okay, um, here is my problem, Liz, and you can yeah. battle me with it. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm sure you are. <laughs> is unlike The Exorcist, which mm-hmm. it's a pretty good comparison. It's that sort of type of movie. But there was too much explanation at the end of this. And I thought it jumped the shark. Like I didn't need this vast explanation at the very end of this movie. And I was actually surprised because usually movies like this don't get into great detail. And there was a three minute diatribe of what all is going on here. And I thought it made the movie smaller and made it silly. I can understand that. I think they're also trying to, because, you know, they show this in front of audiences before they actually release it. And I think they had to dumb it down. So you're saying there was more graphic? I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the explanation of what happened to this family. 
Mm-hmm. Like, did you need to hear that? That oh, didn't me? hurt no. it for you? No, but if they wanted it to be able to sell well and do well and appeal to the most mass audience that they could possibly do, um, then, you know, then they would have to dumb it down a little bit by giving this overall thing. But then with like his later film, Midsommar, there's no explanation. So I think they learned that they don't have to do that. (laughs) Right. And you coming from David Lynch and things like that, where things are up in the air and you got to make up your own mind. I really think that hurt this film because I'm docking a lot of points because of the reason this is happening and I, to me, it made it silly. It made it so far-fetched that it's like, oh, really? Like, you're going to end this super serious, dramatic, wallowing in the dirt movie so depressing most of the time and then come up with this? And what's your thought on that, Phantom? Well, I think that if you, especially on rewatch, right? Like, if you pay attention throughout the movie, you have a pretty good idea of what's going on. And like at some point there is a, a reunion of a grief, a reunion that Tony Collette goes and she pretty much, it's like she unlocks herself and she starts to talk about all her life. You mm-hmm. know, there are a lot of hints in there. Then things happen throughout. And if you pay attention, you get the clues and then you get at the end when these people go all Rosemary's baby on this person, you know, and you're like, really? Come on. <laughs> I mean, when they went with that, it's something it, it made I would it so love cheap. to say the dialogue this woman says at the end because it cracked like I literally laughed each time I watched but, like what? Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it made me feel exactly the same as the end of Rosemary's baby. It's, it's like so, somehow it's so cheap. Like it was so, like the mystery was there, the, the feel, the disturbing thing was there and everything. And then they go with this version of the villain's monologue at the end of movies, only to explain what's going on. And I'm like, no. Yeah, this movie, no. it would have been at least two points higher for me without this explanation, personally. <laughs> Um, okay, you're the artist, both of you two. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the camera work, Liz, the actual creative way mm-hmm. the camera moved and sometimes with the miniatures in and stuff. What did you think of that? Oh, my gosh. They played so beautifully with each other. It's almost like Wes Anderson because um, it's like you have these camera shots of parts of the house, but then they flow into what Annie's working on is like a miniature. So they like flow in and out of each other, almost giving you the impression that you are the one looking in at this dollhouse that's literally falling apart. Yes. And the recreation of the big incident here was pretty graphic. Like I I guess everyone mourns in different ways. And that was a good scene with Gabriel Byrne right there because he's looking at that and like, Make sure Jimmy don't see this. That's not the guy's name. Yeah, and I think it's the only time or one of the only times where he swears, actually, like, WTF. Yes. Uh, (laughs) I'll tell you the scene I really liked, and uh, hopefully you guys caught it. There was a scene where it was at night, and then it went to day all of a sudden, and it, like, flickered on like they were turning on a light switch. Mm -hmm. You remember? I thought that was a 
the most impressive scene and the opening when it flew into the dollhouse and they're actually walking in to the boys mm-hmm. room that was cool but that flickering scene i was like wow i never seen that like how did they do that yeah it was really cool yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple scenes. If anybody's seen Midsummer and you haven't seen this, there's a couple upside down scenes where the camera like rotates, some things like that. That was okay. What do you think of the camera work and cinematography? For oh, me? I think it was great. I read also that the the person or the people that did the miniatures they worked very closely with the people that were doing the camera work and everything, and everything that all oh, the people that made the sets. Because everything had to be perfect. It's like all the miniatures had to fit perfectly with the real house. And they built the whole thing. They had to like sometimes take out walls and everything. Because you had to see the the house the same way you were seeing the miniatures. I, I thought all that was amazing. Like it was just spot on. Okay, let's move to sound. What did you think, Liz? I mean, it sounds great. Did you like the constant drumming that was in a lot of the movie? I mean, there's not a whole lot of music. So that little drumming thing there sometimes just helped me re- like remind me that this is a movie. Because, okay. you know, when there's like it's silent and it's just people talking, it's like real life. And then it's like, am I still watching our movie or is this like, at, you know, like hidden cameras in someone's home and they're really messed up. And then the the drums kind of come in. I'm almost like relieved when I hear the drums because like, oh, yeah, it's a movie. <laughs> oh, OK, because it, it actually annoyed me, I think. And it could be because I've watched it three times. But mm-hmm. like the opening scene, this constant monotone and it's a creepy sound. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. doubt. It's a really freaky sound. Yeah. It actually got monotonous to me in t- at times. How about you, Phantom? Would no, you- not at all. Not at all. But I, I thought it was fine. And I think there was a reason for that sound. But yeah, it's a constant, like, grief sound, like, disturbing sound. Yeah. You know, it's. Yeah, but in general. And it's not loud to let you know out there. I mean, it's just very low, but it's audible. It doesn't override, you know, talking or nothing, but it's just there. Yeah. Yeah. I think this movie makes very good use of sound, but it, it makes even better use of silence. The, mm-hmm. the way sometimes like you have a crescendo in the music and then it stops suddenly. It's so jarring but and it's so mm-hmm. effective. Yes. And <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can say this, but some weird paranormal stuff happens in this where people are on walls behind yeah. characters. Oh, that was so good. That, that was very good. That was the creepiest stuff to me. That and then that one dream sequence that I mentioned. Oh, yeah, that, that was so good. But they were done so well. While it was really dark in all these scenes, you did see behind and like the characters like felt something there, but didn't see it. I thought it was done really well. Yeah. And all the sound in that scene and then the the scene that follows that has really loud sound, that scared the bejesus out of me. Did it? Yeah. And it was not, not only that I was startled, although I was. But it was really scary because it's like things started to go down suddenly. And it was like nowhere to run, nowhere to run. <laughs> it's, it, it was really, really effective. I'll say one more scary scene. Somebody's banging their head oh on my the God. attic. 
and somebody's telling them to stop. That was super freaky to me. That that was great. That was great. And that scene Liz mentioned with the kid in the school, that was really yes. creepy too. Okay. Oh fantastic. yeah, his face. Yes. Mm-hmm. You two women here, did you jump at all in this movie? Yeah. You did? Yeah. Once. You did, Liz? Can you say mm-hmm. the scene? Uh, without giving it away. Yeah, allude to it somehow, so we know. <laughs> um. Well, anybody who's seen the film, you know the scene. <laughs> you know the scene. It's, like, it's the one that this movie is well known for. At oh, this point. okay. The, okay. Oh, okay. Andy, the first time I saw it, that it made me jump, and then I laughed because I didn't know what else to do. And that's, like that nervous kind of laughter. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think if you didn't know nothing about this movie and hadn't heard anybody talk about it because it wasn't in the trailer that I know of, but that scene came as a complete shock. No, to it me. was on purpose. They they purposely left that or they any allusion to it out of the trailer. So yes, if you haven't seen this movie out there, don't read nothing about this movie. We are really tap dancing around this story just to give you an idea about it. But there is a couple shocking scenes that you would never see coming. Yeah, I think for me it was that scene when I jumped and then later on in the scene that I mentioned with the very loud sound and then things start to go on. But like when you hear that, bam, like, oh, I jumped. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm surprised you didn't feel it because I, it, yeah. I mean, like I felt so startled suddenly and, and scared. Like I really mm-hmm. jumped. Okay, guys, I've described everything that I want to cover. If you got anything else before rating and recommendation, jump in, Liz. I'm just curious. What's worse, head pounding on attic or piano wire? Oh. I think the head because it's more realistic to me. It's like, I mean, one realistic, somebody being upside (laughs) down, but just that there has been people that have done things like that in real life like oh, bang their head sound. over and over you yes. can hear the sound of the piano wire once it hits the bone though i will say that but i don't know if you guys caught this and i could be totally wrong with what i'm gonna say but that really didn't look like her to oh me. it did it was her it, yeah. it definitely was it was her. for yeah. some reason her face looked a little different to me well she was making well, she was a face at that point yeah yeah but <laughs> okay. but because another thing that so i would it like didn't to mention look fake it all to either of you no yeah not to me okay. like this is another movie that makes minimal use of cgi like mm-hmm. everything they could get away with doing in practical effects even the candle like just going on by itself or something was practical. Okay. Do you know if it was CGI talking with the piano wire, the blood splurts like falling down? No, I don't know. I about think that, that was yeah. CGI. I'll tell you one thing that was CGI that I'm pretty much convinced that it was CGI and that I hate it. And they were flies. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah those those were flies CGI. Like, like, Oh my God. I mean, like, I know how hard were, is it to get flies? They were even clear Liz. Like you could yeah. see through the flies. <laughs> it's like, what? really hard to train. <laughs> Couldn't they take a page Dude, from Amityville Horror? I, I know. Mean, how hard Get is it to have some flies flying around? I did pick that up too and I forgot. All right. Anything else, Liz? 
Well, one thing going back to sound that I thought of that might be interesting since you didn't like the like uh, subtle drum beat, mm-hmm. instead of thinking of it as drum beat, think of it as a heartbeat. Me too. I do think that it's because mm-hmm. we were talking yeah. about it earlier, Liz, and I told him that stopped at a certain, I think that stopped at a certain time in the movie where something else happens. And then as of that moment, you don't hear it anymore. So it means something mm-hmm. very specific. Yes. Yes. I agree with you. Totally. Right? Okay. okay. All righty. You, Phantom, any more? I just want to say one more time. I love the acting in this movie all around. All right. Like, I think Tony Collette is an international treasure, and that's it. All right. You want to go first or last, Liz? Your movie pick. Uh, ooh, I'll go last. Uh-huh. I'm interested to see what you guys think. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll go Cheater. first because I'm sure I'm the lowest. <laughs> and I'm not oh, that no. low. Aww. Acting of that kid was amazing. Totally Colette was amazing. The daughter was amazing. Byrne was great too. He just was underutilized. To me, the story, the ending really, really hurt this movie is why I'm taking the most points off. The second reason I'm taking points off is this is a boring movie to me. While there was a lot happening at certain times, it's really a straight-up drama with horror added sprinkled in spots. And Liz, it took me three times to watch it this last time because I fell asleep twice during this. Yes. I was so bored because things take a while to progress. Yes, there's little things that happen here and there, no doubt. But it wasn't enough to me because it's a very dark movie. They're never really out in daylight. So it's really dim most of the time. And oh, I just think it's a pretty boring movie. So I'm going to give it a six. I think it is worth watching once. It's really worth watching more than once to catch the clues if you like the movie, but I'm just sticking with a rental. Six rental. What do you got, Phantom? I, as you heard before, I'm not a fan of the ending of this movie. I think it was too much explaining those old people like and wasn't it and just that stupid woman saying that, are you uh, with me ain't that just a stupid conclusion i don't know if stupid but cheapening it, it just cheapened the whole thing because it was well laid out they didn't really need to go with that but then they did they kind of ruined well no they actually ruined the ending for me and those cgi flies were dumb <laughs> so to me this movie is an 8.5 and i do think this uh, this is a a must own because it's a fantastic movie wow that's high even with that ending huh so you yeah. didn't dock much what a point is all, a point huh? yeah yeah because the ending is pretty quick so to me it hurt the whole movie personally <laughs> to find out what's behind it but it there's not a long ending the longness is all the family drama getting to it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, all right, Liz, I'm so curious what you got. Mm, just like any kind of firework, it's that long wick that makes that boom far more satisfying. <laughs> I'm going to give this a nine. One of my favorite movies in the last, you know, easy five years. Mm. It 
It's incredible. Sometimes you have to go through the muck and the boringness of day-to-day trying to pretend to be a normal family kind of thing. So for when the stuff really hits the fan, you can really savor and enjoy the chaos. Mm -hmm. And you're used to these type of films, too. I must say this about this. Oh, yeah. She likes the long, drawn-out movies. Yeah, this is fine. At least you understand what this plot means. (laughs) That is true. Inland Empire, I still don't know. All right, uh, so you got a six, yeah. an eight and a half, and a nine. So that's going to bring yeah. us in somewhere around seven and a half, eight, somewhere around there. Yeah, and I do want to say that I almost gave it a nine, but <gasps> that ending hurt it a little bit too much for me. Okay. All right, Liz, we got to get your links out there again so people can follow you. Just restate them. Yes, my website is Eliza Guerra dot com e-l-i-z-a because i'm too lazy to spell my whole name and my last name's g-e-r-a dot com and then everywhere online i'm eliza dot gara just put a dot in between the two names and you will find me pretty much everywhere awesome all links are up under this website post so thank you for coming and doing a show with us liz i've really missed you we used to have battles so many in the day uh, yes i'm surprised we didn't have the uh boxing gloves on too much this time yes <laughs> that's true because i did the, i mean i gotta give this movie a lot of credit because there's some of the performances were great some of the shots were great and the gore effects are great in this movie mm-hmm. too yeah you know definitely. heads mm-hmm. will roll I think that's a tagline in this movie. Multiple times. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So. Hey, no spoilers, huh? No spoilers. (laughs) So make sure to follow Liz. She's a great artist. Look at her work. Give her a shout out. We're going to get her back someday, and it's going to be a movie that I pick. I'm going to put her through a slasher or something i can't wait bring it on but thanks again liz you have a good night oh thank you so much again for having me this is so much fun thank you so much liz thanks to elizabeth gara for joining us again now it's the good stuff the 4k review time lady phantom how is that video and image quality it was good it was very muted yes this is not hdr utilized and it's both in dolby vision and hdr 10 yeah this doesn't warrant the use of hdr at all there's nothing popping except for your occasional fire scene but that didn't really pop it wasn't like that much brighter it looked good Yes, it looked it, very good, but it was not like coming out of the screen or not. No. I mean, we just reviewed Hacksaw Ridge not too long ago. With all those flamethrowers <laughs> yeah, for so the much. ages. But this was so not utilized. This is dead on what Phantom said. It's a bleak film, dark 90% of the film. Now, the 4K does show the highlights. There's many scenes where stuff is happening behind with very dark images and shadows you can make it out and nothing gets lost exactly Mm -hmm. yeah but it's not like it's vivid or clear or anything like that you you can see make out little textures here and there yeah but it's so mediocre to me the video quality on this and i don't know if this is me like we said this was the third time i watched it there is some like um 
things denoted paranormal activity in here with some colored lines happening mm-hmm. through the screen. I don't know if I ever noticed it before. If I did, I, I wasn't I paying attention. It looks good. It doesn't look fake. Yeah. The bugs look fake as hell that you mentioned. Well, the flies. Yes. Yeah. The, the ants, those look amazing. Yes. But this video quality is so mundane to me. There's so no normal. Yeah. There's no bright highlights. Everything is clear. There's no grain in this film, which is a positive, but it's just bland. It's not yeah. a colorful film. It shouldn't have been marketed with HDR because there's, I can almost guarantee you there's no brightness that gets above 200 nits, which it has to, to be considered HDR. Yeah. And if there is, it's one tiny little scene, that one little fire scene. Yeah. And it doesn't blow out the screen either. It's because it's a wider angle shot. It looked good, but I think it looked just as good on Blu-ray too. Yeah. And even, I mean, there are quite a few like outside outdoor scenes with trees and everything. But it's always overcast. Yeah. One of them I really liked, but one out of 20, you know, like the others were were completely bleak and, and, the green in the trees look just yes. dark. And this is going to creative intent, too, is, is one thing. I mean, this movie was shot a certain way. It looked drab, dreary to give you that depressing, malarkey feel, dredges, deep, dark screens and stuff to elicit scares and possessions and things like that. That's fine, but just don't put it on a 4K disc. And I'm going to say it right here. We haven't got to the audience. This, this, this movie is not worth the 4K. It, it, it just shouldn't even have been put on it. But let's get to the audio. And you want to talk about a complaint now. The dialogues are oh unintelligible. God. Many times. And there's even many scenes in this when they're whispering and stuff. And you can barely hear them. And there's no music playing back. Mm -hmm. We just raved about Hacksaw Ridge with a million blasts going on around. And you can hear acutely what people are saying and even moving and walking. You can in this movie, you got to blare the sound. And I mean, like, turn up your system all the way to even find it remotely intelligible, unless they're screaming because there's several screaming scenes in this. Which are very intelligible indeed. But for most of the movie, you got to really crank it up and then it's even still hard to hear. Yeah, and the thing is that that is especially bad because this movie, as I mentioned during the movie review, it makes very good use of sound and of silence. The problem is that you can go from one to the other in a split second. So if your TV or your audio system were all the way cranked up because you couldn't hear what they're saying, the following scene, it's going to blast through the speakers because there's a big, big boom or something. And you don't want that. Yes. I mean, if there's a gamut between zero of 100, you always want the sounds. You're trying to make people jump and you want things to be exciting and thrilling there's a range of how much higher that goes. In this movie, it's like zero or a hundred. 
it's either barely intelligible and then it blares way too loud like yeah unordinary loud and that range is just way too high yes. it was a very poor produced soundtrack vocals everything yeah when they made this movie this isn't even an atmos which is surprising this is a 2018 movie this is dts there's that drumming sound, but nothing really surrounds you here. You get a little bit here and there when there's some action scenes going on, but this movie doesn't envelop you or nothing like that. It's just disappointing, Phantom. And while the screen and the video was clear, there was no flaws with it. It's so mediocre, and I got to go below average. But let's get to the special features first. All right. We have some special features. They are on the 4K disc, but they are not in 4K. We have Cursed, the true nature of Hereditary, deleted scenes, and evil in miniature photo gallery. All right. This is the time. Everybody's waiting for the grade of Hereditary on 4K Blu-ray disc. Lady Phantom, what is your grade and recommendation? I think this disc is a D. And it's not worthy of the upgrade. Like, you are perfectly fine with the Blu-ray. I totally agree. I am going to give it a C-. minus, So our average is going to be D+. Plus. <laughs> Ooh, exciting. <laughs> but it, it's definitely not worth it. The Blu-ray is perfectly fine. It's got the same audio track on it, same special features. And it looks just as clear. <laughs> there's no hdr in this there's no blowout screens here and even the wide color gamut i would be shocked if there's even if you wanted to study the picture you'd notice little bits of shade differences because this movie is so dark for the most part yeah it's very bleak if anything the 4k might show a little bit more in the background shadowing but that alone does not make this disc worthy to me. So I got a C minus and let's wrap this bad boy up. been listening to movies in 4k if you haven't subscribed to us yet why don't you do so we're listed everywhere podcasts are found lady phantom yes we are even amazon music and podcasts yes the newest addition to the podcast dilemma there is <laughs> we hope you enjoyed bloody lizzie she's an awesome guest give her a follow check out her work links are on the site Coming soon, more guests, more reviews, written reviews, bookmark BillShetty.com. Get your name out there by leaving a request or a suggestion. We'll do a bonus show. But for Lady Phantom and Bill Shetty, we are out. Bye.